welcome back to Madness in the Method, a podcast where we talk about Nicolas Cage and all the movies he made and are currently making, because he, he never stops making movies, so we will never stop making this podcast. My name is Tobias, and with me as always is my friend and trusted co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And in today's episode, we're talking about the 1999 Super Dark thriller, eight millimeter, uh, directed by Michael. No, Joel Schumacher. Michael Schumacher is a race car driver. <laughs> Joel Schumacher, and written by uh, what's his name? Andrew Kevin Walker or something? Not a name I recognize, at least. So. Didn't he? Didn't he write? Um, didn't he write Seven? Or am I thinking uh, of someone else? Is that the guy? Did he? Yes, Maybe. he wrote Seven. Oh, he did. Oh, which kind of makes sense? Oh. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Um, which kind of makes sense because um, this is uh, it's, it's slightly similar to Seven. Well, so you sound uh, during the introduction, you sound a little tired for this movie. <laughs> um, um yeah. no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. After last week's episode, where we talked about um, Snake Eyes, which was a yeah. huge, a giant surprise for me, I'd never seen it before, and I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I I felt like this was going to be for some reason similar. I, I don't know why I conflated the two, but I did. No, okay. And uh, yeah, it, it wasn't. Uh, no, not at all. Two no. completely different movies. Yeah. Um, and two completely different Nicolas Cages too. Y- yes. Uh, I mean, yeah. The the plot is quickly just the plot is uh, Nicolas Cage uh, plays a private detective or something. Um, yeah, he's from what I gather, they re- don't really introduce it, but that he's sort of a private in- detective for the rich and powerful, yeah. sort of like, like senators an, and things when they need something figured out, but on the down low. He's an investigator. Yeah. Um, and he is tasked to figure out whether or not. Uh, a snuff film on an eight millimeter reel is real or not? Yeah. So there's this uh, a widow who find this in his her late husband's safe. Yeah, exactly. And want to know did my husband actually own a snuff film? <laughs> and if he did, why? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And uh, that is that is. Uh, uh, the it's it's an a, a sort of interesting premise. Um, I gotta say, I really like the premise. I think the premise is really good for for this. It's a, it's a simple, a s- simple simple task, but you can see from the just when we just just when a, in a sentence describes it, we all know where it's sort of gonna go. Yeah, it's uh, gonna head into the CD underworld of. Violence and fetish porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's a, a pretty good premise to get for a, one of these sort of uh, noir maybe movies. Yeah, I, w- I would call it a called. noir because yeah. um, it's it's basically like a like an old detective movie, but you yeah. know, in, a, in a modern setting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you you were not a fan. <sighs> not really. I mean, I like this because there's almost like a. Like a like a very small subgenre of like weird videos that someone tries to figure out. There's mm. a not a not a huge number of movies like that, but there are some, and I like I like the I like that premise. Like 
this this mysterious footage and a, a person is trying to figure it out and the the more they the deeper they dig the more like, depraved it becomes um there yeah, the was the first movie i think of but that's that's not a movie it's a book that's ninth gate gate yeah well that's a movie as well uh there's a movie the ninth gate Oh yeah, no. I mean, I mean, they're looking for a book. Oh, oh so, for yeah. A movie. Oh yeah, that's but that's the of... yeah. It's basically the same premise, and there was yeah. um, um, there was kind of similar. Um, um, he's he's not an investigator, but he's an editor. You have Evil Ed, um, where mm, like right. he's he's watching footage and it's driving him insane. And yeah, just last year you had two pretty good movies with a similar uh similar premise. You had Censor. Where a a censor is watching a really like sick horror movie and it starts to fuck with their mind, and then there was another movie called Broadcast Signal Intrusion, mm. where guys trying to figure out basically, you know the Max Headroom uh, uh oh, yeah. video, yeah. There, there's a similar thing that he's trying to figure out and watching like, watching old videotapes and finding these like CD CD people who are who are like into weird shit, um and I, so I like that uh, that premise. That's why I thought they, I would think this was would be interesting, but like most of those stories, um, maybe not the Ninth Gate because that one was pretty cool. Um, they all fall into the same like uh, pits, the, the the same problems. That I don't know if this is a spoiler for the ending of this conversation or because <laughs> they, I, they never know where the story. What, what, what's the point of the story? Like when this movie was over, what was the what was the point of it all? What do you mean? Do you mean, you know, what the movie wanted to, to say? Or... Yeah, I mean, not even that, because not every movie has to have a message or whatever. It could just be, you know, a movie. No. But... But I, I, I didn't I didn't get anything out of it. Oh, okay. I don't know how no. to... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird way. I can't, I can't explain it any better. Because... Um, okay, so... I, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I think this... I spoke about it, about it last week that I I saw this movie a uh, while back on TV mm. when I was like a teenager uh, and I remembered that I, I I thought it was pretty interesting and I liked the movie but I never rewatched it so I guess I didn't like it that much uh, but uh, so I went into this movie to be sort of maybe that's the problem or the difference I went in to be ready to be disappointed because okay. <laughs> I remembered teenager me like this so i was thinking yeah well it's probably not as good as i remember but i i was pleasantly surprised i think it's a good movie it's a hard watch because it's it's kind of dark like really dark yeah, at some points dark, yeah so there's at some points of the movie you're like oh this this is not fun to watch um but i do think though it's a good movie and regarding what it's trying to say or what's the point I guess that's just to f- it's the old thing just see how deep the rabbit hole goes it's a mystery yeah it's it's a mystery movie with uh, with first of all is there a victim and then when they find if they find a victim who who did it and why what was the what was the point of the movie that's that's the the eight millimeter movie inside of the movie eight millimeter. Yeah, that was the point of the snuff film. Why did it, why, why it was created by who? Yeah, uh, and and I think that's the thing. And then we can see this, we see this character of Nicolas Cage who is private investigator. We don't see much 
uh, about his life before. No. Uh, so we don't really have like um, a starting off point or a what do you call um um um. I'm not sure what you're baseline, baseline. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah we yeah. don't have a baseline of, of him or his life, um, but they do say at one point in the movie that he's pretty green at this or he's pretty new in mm, this. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's if we go from that point of view that he is sort of this hotshot investigator who isn't hasn't really done that much except just know the right people uh, to see him go down this rabbit hole to see how dark the world can really be and you see him sort of change and sort of they say that at one point in the movie the the devil quote um oh uh, yeah when you, you look into the when you look at the, the devil the devil yeah. don't change the devil changes you yeah and sort yeah. of that thing and you see that at the end of the movie when he yeah. sort of breaks down crying when he gets home to his wife because he can't handle what he's been through yeah which was that was uh um, I get the point of that. It's pretty, you know, obviously like a horrific moment, but it's mm. it was just it was Nicolas Cage saying "Save me, save oh, yeah. me." It was yeah. scary. it got kind of silly, but I get the point of that scene yeah. definitely. So, so I, I mean, I don't really see your issue with what was the point of the movie. No, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because um, at, at the same, if you, if you're gonna compare this as you did with Snake Eyes, what's the point of that movie? I mean, this. But that movie was that movie was exciting. There, there was. A, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah. There, I'm not, there was a yeah. point. If that's no, sure. What you're looking um, for. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm always, like I said, when I watch movies like this, I'm, I'm always like disappointed in the end because this is like, <laughs> oh, so you found out people like kinky stuff and sometimes go too far. Okay, I mean, I don't know. That that's that's ultimately like. Usually, what these kind of movies end up with, like oh. this this guy who, like, oh my god, I never thought people would like give each other enemas and jerk off to it, like, mm. but they do. <laughs> uh, sure, so and I, then they I, add the whole snuff aspect to it, and that's that's kind of rough. But I, I mean, so I I, I guess I guess to put words in your mouth, yeah. it's it, it, the lack of anything else. You need a point. Since yes, this, because yes. other movies can be exciting or intriguing or, or interesting, but if, if none of those things are there, then you need a fallback, and that's the point of the movie. Yeah, it can't, it can't just be that. It can't just be, oh, shocking, you know, what he mm. finds out. There must be then that he, there must be, sure, he, he does change. Like, he's, like, almost catatonic in the end. But, I mean, there should be more... Uh, the the focus should be on how this uh, more specifically affects him, and the focus on him almost do it like a character driven movie, um, which you know, like focus focus more on that and not focus so much on you know the the stuff he finds out because we that's been done before. Like, I would like to get into the real like nitty gritty of how it affects him. Maybe he maybe he starts liking it, and then he you know he has to grapple with that going back to his family. He kind of turns into. Uh, the character machine, you know, he's mm. just a regular guy, but he starts liking it for some reason, and he has mm. to, you know, confront that in his mm. head. Some, some, something else, and just oh my god, leather and spanking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. Most of this movie is it's a lot of because again, it is made in nine nine nine, and they yeah. they mention like uh, what is it, pedophilia and photo fetish at this at this in the same breath. 
Yes, compare those two. Which is so, super weird also. I mean, yeah, yeah it is I, old, but come on. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think that this movie is very much of the, the shock value of the the regular regular mom and pop watching a movie Friday night and yeah, get yeah, horrified yeah. of <gasps> is does these things really exist in the world? Uh, sort of. Child molesters. Yeah. Foot fetishists. Oh, yeah. burn them all. Of, and a lot of that shock value. Uh, that is, is lost. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of lost they, this day and age when you have uh, like people making a living very openly with like selling piss on OnlyFans. I mean, yeah. it's... it's and- yeah, I mean, the world has changed a like, lot. Foot, f- just specifically to that thing, like foot fetish is like a joke nowadays. Everyone's oh, like, yeah. oh, feet, feet, you know. Yeah. And I, but I'm wondering, so, like, even back in 1999, like, yeah, this wouldn't be tame by any measures. It's not still not tame. I wouldn't call no, it tame. But, no. but I still... Because like, I got bad reviews. I haven't read the reviews. Maybe it's not because mm. of that. Um, uh, but I feel like it, was still, it would still... Something would still be missing from the movie in 1999 because you can't just have, you know, mm. shocking things, you know. I did read, and maybe that's that's what you want. Uh, uh, the writer of this movie has disowned it. Yes, I read that. Uh, because his, his they, version was much darker. Yeah, because they, they lighten it up. And I... I they lighten maybe, it I, up. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read anything about it, but I guess... Maybe they removed some of what you're asking for in Nicolas Cage's character. That he yeah. is changed and broken in a more real sense. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm guessing. Because if you look at this movie and say, oh yeah, this is the lighter version. He's like, okay, where the fuck did they... <laughs> how? Uh, and then the only thing I can think of is the corruption of the main character. That's the only yes. thing I can think of that really make this darker. Uh, with, with maybe like he can't even go back to his family at the end because he's so broken or or into the, yeah. the world. And uh, then they're, they're so kind maybe, of, yeah, maybe, yeah. And they're kind of hinting at that. Maybe I don't know. This is just because I I watched it today, so I haven't had a lot of time to think about it. But there are there are the scenes um, uh, after. After they kill everyone, after they kill Peter Stormare and uh, Joaquin mm. Phoenix, and he, he calls his family and says, oh, go to the place where we celebrated 4th of July. Yeah. When he meets his wife there, uh, mm-hmm. played by Catherine Keener, who is enormously underappreciated in this movie. <laughs> She's oh, barely in it. She's yeah. such a great actress. She has nothing to do, as mm. usual. Um she she has she 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 mentions like oh my god what has happened to you like, obviously he's he's he has wounds in his face from being beaten but other than that she she makes it sound like he's become a different person almost like oh if this continues we're gonna leave you it's like, yeah it's almost like there was something else in there like that there's been more of a gradual change over the movie um because it feels very very, uh, very abrupt to just like, oh, you haven't called me for two days. I'm leaving you. I don't know. So maybe there yeah, was something uh, there, you know. Yeah, it makes sense because there are a lot of the scenes with his family. I, I think that's the biggest one, but there's a lot of those where it seems like there, there's a big jump in in, in reactions without yes. really no, no reason yeah. in the movie. Um, there's another one when, he, when they're like talking... At some point, no, I think he forgets to call her. Mm, yeah. And then when he calls her back, she's super frantic about it, and it's yeah. like, why? Just 
it's been one day. It's weird. So so yeah, th- th- that could be remnants from from the earlier script where he was corrupted. But that's all very very much speculation. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, I would love if there's a version out there. I would love to find and read the original script just to see mm. how dark it was. Yeah. Um. But uh, but but you you liked it more than me. What was it you What was it you liked about it more specifically? Well, I first of all, I liked that it sort of put uh, the the detective work and investigation in a very um, non glamorous light. Oh sure, yeah. It's not the, the what we usually see from from movies where where the cool guy just some heads and he gets the information and gets to the thing. No, it's just, it's, he just asks every person <laughs> he sees and he just sits for days at the police station just going through photos, mm. buying stacks and stacks of porno magazine just to, 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 uh, compare the faces. And I think that part is, is, uh, it's, it's refreshing to see. Uh, yeah, I sure. Also, like real detective work. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I also like the there's a well for me at least I think there was a lot of emotional impact at parts of the movie like the mother of the daughter. Oh all yeah. Scenes where with her was great. Yes. Uh, you really felt the 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 pain of a parent losing a child, sort of. Yeah, and and, um, and juxtaposing that with uh, James Gandolfini at the end, like, oh, she was just another piece of pussy from the streets. Yeah. Nobody cares about her. Like, obviously, people did care about her. Like, that that's the thing, you know, that they, you know, they usually highlight that the two sides of, you know, a p- person getting murdered like that. Yeah, and I, I think I like that. most yeah, most of those things are very interesting. I think Jacqueline Phoenix is uh, a great character. I, I really love him in this movie. I just wished he was in it more. Yes. It was um, very underutilized. Uh, it was one of those, I was like, thinking like, oh, they should make, they should make a, a sequel where uh, Tom Wells and Max California like, <laughs> solve crimes and then, oh, they killed oh, him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. And as I said before, the premise is great. I think it's a very great way to get into it. Uh, it, I wouldn't say the movie looks great, but it looks mm. good for this, for what it is. It's very dark and very suspenseful at times and very nitty-gritty without being lame. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I gotta say, um, this is, it's made in 99, it's obviously filmed on, on film, and I don't know, like I haven't mentioned it before, but something about it stuck out this time. Like I really enjoyed the the grainy look of the like thirty five millimeter, which I think they filmed. Yeah. It just looked ah, it looked so nice. And yeah. when he he walks, every every room walks into so dark because you know it doesn't pick up light the way digital film does. Um, I don't I don't know why I noticed in this movie. Maybe because there were so many dark scenes. I don't know. Yeah, I really enjoyed just, that. I enjoyed yeah, the just, look of film. Like the first introduction of the movie uh, of the character, like the first ten minutes of the movie, uh, where he sort of doesn't really do anything. He gets paid for his last job, oh, yeah, and yeah, goes yeah, home yeah. to his family, have a little, a little talk with the wife and things. And it's so fucking dark and <laughs> ominous. Everything just like, what the fuck? And you you feel right from the beginning. You feel that this movie is gonna be dark, not just individuals, but 
in the subject matter too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think there's a lot of those things that I think is really interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, the acting is fine. Um, yeah, it's, no one is yeah, no it's, one is great, fine. but no one is no. really bad. I think Jack and Phoenix is the only one who who stands out. But he always stands out in everything he does. Yes, he is. So, uh, he's a fucking master. So yeah, <laughs> he's um, never been bad ever. Yeah, I think Nicolas Cage is is fine. He's um, a little, uh, you know, he's a little. I don't know, not relaxed, but he's not. Uh, he didn't go full force, you know. No, he, he he does work. It works out because of the end when he sort of explodes. Yeah. In the, in the sort of revenge part of the movie. Um, and I think that he, he does that good going from like a very docile, quote unquote, normal person to this <laughs> crazy rage cage guy. Uh, it, it makes sense. He does it in a, in a very, um, natural progression to go yeah. to, to get to that stage. It's not like in other movies where he just explodes from nowhere. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, um, I mean, he does a good job, but eh, it's, it doesn't stand out. Ex- no, exactly. It's it's uh, just to go back to it's no it's no Snake Eyes. Goddamn, <laughs> he was just living it up in that movie. But gotta say though, he is. I can't. He he's probably better than the original pick for the character. What was it, Bruce Willis? No, Russell Crowe. Oh, Russell Crowe, right? Bruce Willis. Uh, he was he um said no to the movie. Or turned ah, out, turned right, down. Right, right, right. Both Bruce Willis and Mark Wahlberg turned turned down. Oh yeah, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to play Max California. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe in that part and Mark Wahlberg in that. Oh god damn, that would be a disaster. Hey man, you're buying a lot of Portomax. What's up? <laughs> yeah, it would have it been weird. Uh, I'm just thinking uh, Mark Wahlberg in that haircut too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked at all. No. Um, yeah, because I think Russell Crowe, maybe not as much this time. I'm trying to remember how he looked at that time. This is like two years before Gladiators. I mean, yeah. So his because he always seemed he has always seemed like a sort of a buff, brawny guy. Yes, more physical. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm thinking of his character in Nice Guys. Sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh because if he's if he would play in this movie, he would have played sort of that same character, sort of. Yeah, and uh, it, that, that wouldn't no, that wouldn't have worked. No, not as, not as well as as uh, Nicolas Cage does. Yeah, so, so Nicolas Cage, he's he's not. Uh, you can't replace him with anyone. No, but uh, he is replaceable. Yeah. Just thinking, like, imagine like uh, Kevin Bacon could do this. Yeah, true. Maybe I'm just I'm just you know. Pulling it out of my ass, but uh, I was gonna say Gary Sinise, but just because we're talking about Snake Eyes. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he could probably no, do I, it, but <laughs> no, I don't think. He no, could he's do not. This. A, and we talked about this. He's not a leading man. Yeah, probably not. No, but he, someone, he, someone, you know, more, for lack of a better word, plain could do it. Yeah, who doesn't stick out like physically or, or like with like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't do it with the, with the accent and the way he looks and whatever it yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah, I would really would have liked to see this because at from the beginning this was supposed to be a Fincher movie. Oh yeah, 
And I would have loved to see that because I think Fincher could have made this movie great. Yeah. And he yeah. would have not toned it down. No. Yeah, that, that's that's a uh, that's a like I'm feeling like they they kind of wanted to replicate the success of Seven. Yeah. Um, especially since it was from the same uh, the same writer. Because mm. um, it ha it has a Seven vibe. Yeah. But that movie's much better. That oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's that's not even a that's even an argument discussion. That, that, that's a movie that has a point. You know? <laughs> so even though it's not as depraved, well, that is well, no, it is kind of depraved that movie as well, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, that is, you know what, eight millimeter is just a a worse seven. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I, I guess you could say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that's guess. maybe that's not fair, but. I mean, no, I, I don't think it's fair, but it's not completely wrong. <laughs> but <sighs> like most most nitty gritty thrillers are a worse seven. So that's true. That yeah, <laughs> so, that is that is the the top of the top of the mountain when it comes yeah. to gritty uh, det- detective noir movies. Yeah, it's just so damn good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I. I think it's a pretty good movie. I, since it is on Netflix, mm. uh, I would recommend people see it. If it was on Netflix, I would not. Yeah, you, you, it's not a movie like oh, you should really look it up. Like, no, nah. no, it's it's like if if you think it sounds like an if you want to see a nitty gritty uh, thriller with some uh, very dark subject matter at times, and you already seen. Seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd say watch this one. I can't come up with any any other movie that's better than this. Uh, that's like between this and seven, if we're like that. No, no, no. I, 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 I would have to agree. Because, um, like I said, even other movies with a similar style to this that I do like, they're not. Well, I guess they're technically. I, I like them more than this, but they're not like much greater. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, like censor. Uh, uh, e- even the movie, like uh, it's not quite the same thing. Like Barbarian Sound Studio is a similar movie, but it has more to do with sound in movies. Mm. Um, I am thinking of a. There's, a, I think it's a Master of Horror episode. Oh with... yes, um, um, Cigarette Burns. Yeah, which that, that is him, Dixon, right? Who is in this movie? Yeah, exactly. I was saying there's a connection oh. to this one because uh, yeah. whatever his name is is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, for one scene. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, his yeah. His, his name Walking is Dixon in, in uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. yeah, Norman Reedus. That's Norman Reedus. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So there, there is a connection there. Yeah. Um, and I guess that one, because uh, uh, it's it's the one where the movie drives people insane, right? Sigrid Burns. Yes, yes. Yes. That one has that extra twist and that, that makes it stand out because it's it's literally like a, a a movie of an angel having its wings ripped out like it's, yeah. it's supernatural it drives people insane urukier puts his intestines into the film projector like <laughs> there's something it's not just whoa child pornography like yeah that's terrible but you know it's a movie i don't want to make it sound like oh child porn is too tame that's not what i'm saying <laughs> but you know like in a movie I gotta be something else. It can't just be, it can't just be real life stuff. I mean, I mean, it can. I'm not saying it can. Like, there's a bunch of movies that just you 
you know, utilizes real life stuff, that's fine. But you need a shovel for that hole. <laughs> I don't know. A movie like Cigarette Burns that just takes it one step further, and sure, yeah, I... it goes into the supernatural. But that's if that's what it takes, then do that. Yeah, because I... that one's great. Yeah, that is that one is great. I think that's the best. I think that's even for me at least. It was a while since I watched it though, but I think it's better than Ninth Gate for me of this found media uh, thing. Uh, yeah. I think Ninth Gate sort of turns real bad at the end. It peters out a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, that one's definitely classier, but I think in terms uh, of entertainment, yeah, Cigarette Burns is better. Yeah. Um, but I do like the realism in this. I and that's sure. also I think that a thing that I think is sort of interesting. Again, we're sort of desensitized to it by yes. this point, yes. but this thing that no, it's it's not a as this as he machine says at the end. Uh, no, my mother didn't molest me. My father never beat me. I had a good mm. childhood. I just I just like doing this. I'm yeah. I'm just a guy. That aspect is is uh, interesting. Yeah, and I, and I think that's that's through the entire movie where he just goes to these underground deviant dens and it's just no it's just people doing people stuff people yeah. are fucked up sometimes but yeah yeah and, and I think that's that's an interesting aspect that no it's there, there isn't an angel there isn't something supernatural just people and sometimes people are fucking horrible yeah that's true that's true and, and that's 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 what a thriller should be in a way for me I don't really like thrill thrillers that much because because of this reason we talked about uh. this uh in a lot of earlier times when when horror and thriller i'm getting pretty bored with the oh it was it was just a guy i want a cool <laughs> monster um and and that's the entire thriller genre sort of is no there's no monster it's just guys just people yeah um that and that works, so, yeah. It's it's like because that, but that that works sometimes. It's it's a, it's really tough to really pinpoint why this doesn't work. I think because say a movie, um, a movie like The Strangers, where you know there's this this horde, you know, The Strangers, the home invasion yeah, yeah. movie, yeah, yeah, um, which I think we both really like. Yeah, it's yeah, one of my favorite. Uh, re- uh, well, re- this isn't recent now, but modern, no, but modern, yeah, modern, modern scary movies, yeah. Um, when they the 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 reveal in the end, like the 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 goal of everything, or like why they did this, I mean, Liv Tyler literally asked, them, "Why did why are you doing this?" And they just because you were home. Now that's scary. For I don't know, I don't, and I'm not sure what the difference. Is, because then it says, "Oh yeah, some people are crazy and want to kill people or torture people." I don't know why that works and this didn't, but it just is that way. Because that is really scary when he when she says, "Oh, because you were home." That's really scary to me. But this. Uh-huh. Eh. Nah, not really. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so there was a very long title for a, for a review that I read, which I think is, oh, yeah? is perfect for this movie. It's, it's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, it's the title of the review is Schumacher takes what could have been a complex journey into darkness and desire and make it a poor teenage cop thriller dressed up in adult clothes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it's, that's literally what it is. Yeah, it's not yeah. very complex. He's just, yeah. oh, this is sick, and I'm gonna kill everyone who did this video. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I agree, but I think if if you just look at the movie for what it is, yes, it is very non-complex. It's 
very no real twists and turns. There's nothing really that you couldn't really have guessed. But I do think it's uh, a good a good a good place to start thinking. If you keep thinking after the movie, then it becomes interesting. It's like a discussion sure. point, sort of. Sure. You can talk about it. You can think about it. But the movie in itself is eh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but everything around it, I think, is interesting, good. Yeah. Um. So, like I mentioned before, on the on the professional critic side, it got horrible, horrible reviews. Right. Um. It has a 19 out of 100 on Metacritic. Mm, um. That's very bad. <laughs> that's very bad. That's like for the you know the like like actual bad movies bad, and this isn't a like te- technically it's not a bad movie. So I, I haven't read it, yet, but it has, it has several like zero out of a hundred reviews. And let's let's see what they say. Okay. Um, this I is... mean that's that seems a little low for me. I I mean I agree with low, but not that low. Yeah, it's... and I'm and I'm wondering because like I said, I hadn't, I hadn't read these before, so I'm wondering if it's just like because back in the nine end of the nineties, this was really like edgy and, and exploitative. Um, um. And yeah, and we have one here. I'm I think it's written at the time. Uh, from the Washington Post, and the the short one is just it's sickeningly violent. Okay, yeah. So he he just didn't like the movie because it was it was gross. Yeah. Which is I guess is fair, but you know you're not really judging the movie then. Mm. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, the the problem people have with this movie was that it it showed you know. Ooh, foot fetish stuff. <laughs> it's from Salon. Uh, almost as degrading as any unmarked video you can buy in the back alleys of Manila. <laughs> and it's pseudo-significance and arty pretension. Uh, it's a lot less honest. I'm hardly sorry I had to poison an entire evening with it. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. You should watch a Serbian film, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah th- that's what I said before. I think this was a lot more back then. Maybe yeah. too much, even. Yeah. When we watch it now, we're like, yeah, we know. It's, people do this thing. <laughs> yeah. We hear it every day. People talk about it, like, on YouTube, openly. So but back then, it's like, oh, my God, it could, people can't be into this. That's disgusting. That's weird. So back then, it was too much. Today, yeah. it would be too tame. Yeah. So maybe if it came out in, like, 2000, 2009? Like ten years yeah, later, like when I saw it the first yeah, time. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's perfect. That's like around there somewhere. Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and here's another one. Yeah, uh, which is same thing here. Uh, zero to ten, AV Club. Uh, that eight millimeter fails miserably as a psychological thriller is forgivable. All right. The fact that it's nearly it is nearly as creepy, sleazy, and manipulative as the pornographic films it so cluelessly and hypocritically condemns is not. Like it's okay. <laughs> okay. This is just smut. It's literally yeah, hey, vulture wallows in its own muck. Is all it says. <laughs> like, come on. It has. What, are these just? What is it? It's kind of goody two shoes reviewers. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, just... It's kind of funny. Like pearl clutching all through every review. Yeah, and all the ones I read, except for the latest one, Wallows in its own muck, all of them gave it a zero. Uh, that one from Vulture was gave it a ten. But uh, lo and behold, the Christian Science Monitor gave okay. it a higher, a higher score. It gave it a 25. 
Okay. And it says, just, um, eh, it doesn't say much. It just says, a, a private eye enters a horrific world of degrading sex and bottom-feeding pornographers. That's not a review. That's a premise. Or the, um, yeah. Synopsis. So, anyway. So, yeah, the Christian Science Monitor gave it a hearty score, though. So, you know, there's something to that, I suppose. Let's read one uh, positive review. Um, the There's two of them. Roger Ebert. Hey, Roger Ebert. The what? Bastard. He gave it 75 um, <laughs> and says, It is a real film. Ooh. Not a slick exploitation exercise with all the trappings of depravity. Uh, but not... Huh? That's a weird sentence. Not a slick exploitation exercise with all the trappings of depravity, but none of the consequences. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, that wasn't good. Let's read this one as well. <laughs> uh, from the SF Examiner. Examiner. Uh, this is not a movie for the squeamish, ooh, by any means, but for those who like their thrillers dark and their heroes a bit more complicated and flawed uh, than the average shoot without a blink type. So prevalent in today's movies, 8mm fills the bill. Uh, uh, I kind of agree, but you know, Nicolas Cage is not complicated in this movie. No, uh, his character is not complicated. I uh, so the user reviews. Uh, there was one here, a seven out of ten. Ah, uh, a gut wrenching peek at the world of S and M. I guess maybe that's not really what they're doing, but yeah. no. I would really put snuff and S and M in the same. Category, yeah, exactly. But... There's a there's a huge gap in between. Yeah. You know, just liking you know weird stuff and killing people. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that this yeah. is what I, this is, uh, um, uh, out uh, a few lines from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, where uh, this is sort of what what I talked about before. Your imagination goes to work with what the movie makers can't show you, and then mm. you might have trouble with some of the scenes you do get to look at. Violent and perverse, but yet only a small glimpse at the darker side of life. Not just a sheep thrill. This thing will rattle your brain. Huh. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of what I'm saying. Is if if you think about it, if if you if you if you don't shut off your brain and just watch a movie, then there's uh, there's something here. Yeah, and that was um, written in 2000, so it was around the time the movie came out, which is yeah, well, that's yeah. nice. Um, yeah, there's a lot of seven and sixes. There's a, a few twos and a few tens of some. Yeah, some it's, it's always good. Tens. There was someone said. This is Nicolas Cage's best performance. I was like, no. No. Have you seen any of his movies? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so people seem to like it, uh, even from the user reviews. Like, even back then, 2000, as you said, 2004, 6 out of 10. 2008, 6 out of 10. 2020, 7 out of 10. 2007, 7 out of 10. So. Yeah. Uh, I just think that reviewers really just either they were scared to, be, <laughs> to, to be... say that I actually liked it. Yeah, e- yeah. yeah either, either that that they're just trying to save face while saying it's disgusting and nothing yeah. more, uh, or they were just very prudish in their view world yeah. back then. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, the movie was it was kind of controversial um, yeah. when it came out, and I know. Um, I don't remember the name. I, th- I thought they mentioned Amy Pascal, who I don't know. Uh, nowadays she works. She's like the head of Sony oh. Studios. I think she was involved in this. She got a lot of flack for greenlighting this movie. Um, because it was you know it was it was controversial. Like, yeah. 
but they they released seven four years earlier. Like, what was that? Was almost worse. I don't see why this. But apparently, they also had you know they had to cut out a bunch of stuff, and people didn't want to do it because it was too gross, like we mentioned. So yeah, I guess there was there was a controversy surrounding stuff like that back then. Oh. Even though this is you know it, it it doesn't really show much at all. Yeah. Um, uh, here's another one I found. Uh, eight out of ten. Eight uh, millimeter doesn't consider stories dilemmas merely as opportunity for money making set pieces like action scenes. <laughs> okay, one of those who hates action. Yeah. Um, when Cage has the chance to take revenge, he doesn't have the command of his motivation uh, because he does not have the same capacity for murder that his pro- prospective victims have, and he essentially calls a character wounded by this person and provokes her to talk him into it that is a novel approach of the protagonist's vengeful turning point and it's a elicit subliminal moral uncertainty that the audience has to take in hand mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting that that specific point that it actually calls the mother just to tell me that i should kill them sort of yeah 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 definitely um so, 8mm is a conventional studio thriller, but it is a real movie. It is all it is all content and the subtle, suitable approach, uh, approach to the, that content. It is about human aptitude for malevolence. Jesus, stop Big words. <laughs> Conjecturing just deep. Just deep it can go and how little we care to know it of it ourselves. Oh. Mm, yeah, mm. a lot of big words. Uh, that was a lot of big words. To, to describe a, that. a pretty good movie. I mean, um, the, the title of their review is A Voyeuristic Thriller About Human's Capacity for Evil. So, I mean, come on. Um, yeah, well, there, <laughs> there, are, there are better movies if you want to... There was a movie that yeah. came out a few years ago. Uh, what the fuck is it called? The Clove Hitch Killer, if you want to watch a movie about regular people turning or being evil, you know. Check that mm. one out. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty damn good, actually. Yeah. Um, by the way, I looked it up. Yes, it was Amy Pascal who, who greenlit the movie, and she took mm. a lot of heat for greenlighting it. Wow. Because it was, yeah, it was, uh, the studio f- feared that the content was too dark and the film would flop. Yeah. Um, it didn't flop, but it didn't do didn't do great. It made it cost like forty million, and it made like a uh, hundred and eighty or something. So they they basically made their money back. No, it made a hundred million. Yeah, they made their money back. Huh. Um, so it wasn't a flop, but you know, no. they probably hoped for more. I probably put a lot of money into the actors because there's a lot of big names, even big names yeah. back then. I mean, Jacqueline Phoenix wasn't a big name back then, I don't think. No, this was before his big break. Yeah, uh, but Gandolfini and Peter Stormare were definitely names. Yeah, they were bigger. Yeah. Um, uh, Anthony Held. Held. Yeah, who all, he always plays a sleazeball. Yeah. Always. Yeah, and, and Catherine Keener, as we said. She was... Yeah. She, I don't know how big she was back then, but I guess it feels like she's always been a... Great I th- actors. I think she kind of. I, th- I think a lot of these actors actually blew up s- just after this movie. Oh, okay. Because for me, at least, maybe that's just me, but for me, Catherine Keener like blew up because of her role in the Forty-Year-Old Virgin, which was like four years after this. Oh. And of course, Joaquin Phoenix just what one or two years after this did Gladiator. Mm. Um, James Gandolfini. The same year as this, I think, or the year after, 2000, uh, got the lead in, of course, The Sopranos. So a lot of people blew up just after this, I think. 
Hmm. Uh, Peter Stormare, I mean, he's always been like a like a dependable character actor. I don't think he ever has blown up. Maybe Fargo. Yeah, and that was like three years before this. Yeah, one. this was before this one. So. He probably got the role in this one because oh, of he, Fargo. Oh, and he was in Armageddon the year before that. Oh, this. that's true. That's true. So he he was a, a big name, definitely. So, so other than <laughs> other than Nicolas Cage, Peter Stormare was the biggest name in this movie. I mean. <laughs> if if we trust you on the facts, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not 100 sure, but I know like all these people got their big big break just after this movie. Wow, um, it's kind of funny. This was like I I don't know why that popped in my head, but this was the role James Gandolfini did just before becoming um, Tony Soprano. I don't know why that that fascinated mm. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know if there's any more. Like, there's a lot of trivia of this movie, but none of this is interesting. Nah, it's not really <sighs> interesting. A lot about the different uh, casting decisions. Yeah, uh, cutting down. And some as of as always, stuff. I don't I don't know if we talked about it because I always skip it in the trivia section. Uh, but it's interesting at this point. It's more it's a comedy at this point that every trivia of every Nicolas Cage movie we made, there is a post of. This is the second movie he made that year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, he made a lot of it. movies. <laughs> Even back then. No, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. Uh, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm disappointed. Not because mm. the movie is terrible, but because I, for some reason, hyped it up in my head. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I, I guess, you know, let's, let's just rate it. Because I know what I'm going to give it. Yeah, okay. So, uh, what are you going to give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a really, really strong four. Because it's... Whoa. It's the middle of the road, but... That's low. Yeah, I know, but I mean, five is completely mediocre, middle of the road. And this is because of the, the, I guess, my, my... uh, subjective subjective bias that I, I wished it was better, I, I have to give it a four. It's well, basically I, a five, but you know. You well, know I'm go- I'm Let's gonna give it a five. Six. I'm gonna give it a six. I'll so. give it a five. I'm uh, changing it to a five. It's because yeah. you know. I'm I'm gonna give it a six, and that's only because I'm very stingy with my score at this point. I could <laughs> easily have given this a seven, but oh, okay. I But in the in the other movies in this season or well, the this of all the movies we made, yeah. Uh, in context, it's a six, six I'd say. Sure. Um, compared with the other movies, which I—that is what we're doing. We are comparing that movie. Yes, to each other, that's so. that's that's part of the the podcast. Yeah. So this is, it's it's on par with uh with uh, Trapped in Paradise <laughs> for you. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. And uh, Kiss of Death. Oh, Kiss of Death. Yeah. I almost forgot about that one. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So next week we're uh, the the second movie he made that year, nineteen ninety nine, and that's Bringing Out the Dead. Yes. Which, well, we can take that next week. But I've seen it. Okay. Um, before I don't really remember it. I don't even remember if I liked it. So, I guess it didn't give an impression at all. No, and I haven't um, seen it, but I'm very very eager to watch it since it is mm. a uh, Scorsese movie. Yeah, and I mean he, he, I I mean he's he's never really made a bad movie, so. No, but he has made a lot of boring movies. Uh, <laughs> Says you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Scorsese fan. He's oh. made some good quality movies, but eh, 
So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll discuss that next week. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, you were right. There, this was a short episode. Shorter yeah, episode. Shorter. We we managed to drag it out a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah. So if you want to follow along for next week, watch Bringing Out the Dead. I'm sure it's available somewhere. You can always find it on the internet if you know where I mean. Um, <laughs> um, and also, if you want to listen to all these episodes way in advance a month in advance actually um we're recording this in the end of february and you won't be uh, this won't be out in like uh, before the end of like march almost uh, but if you want to hear it uh uh way in advance check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene where not only will you get early access to the episode you'd get extra episodes of my other podcast the spoiler cast uh, you'll get monthly commentary tracks and uh, uh, exclusive videos, and uh, you also get to, you know, support the, the podcast, support independent podcasting. Um, so for just three bucks a month, you can really help us out. But other than that, we're just happy that you're listening to the show and uh, that you tell your friends and family about the greatest podcast on the planet. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. But until then, have a good one. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of the Please Don't Make a Scene podcast network.